Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Talkin' Jacks. My name is Alex Warren, and tonight I am joined, as always, by my co-host Ben Goshorn, a.k.a. The Soccer Goose. How are you tonight, Ben? I am doing well in both soccer and in life, so I, I can't, can't complain really one way or another, but uh, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. It sounds like, uh, the listeners won't know this, but it sounds like you are fully moved into your new place because you just broke your first glass. <laughs> Uh, which is yes. like I feel like a sign that you're you're fully moved into your, to a new place is when you first break something. So, congratulations! Yeah, we've, uh, <laughs> we've literally broke it in. So, <laughs> well, good, good yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, so it's good though. But uh, yeah, we we played a a, a soccer match. Um, yeah. So that well, we on a baseball really, pitch. Yeah, well, that's true. So yeah, we did not. We watched. Pitch. We watched the game. You're right. We did yeah. not. We did not play the game. Our our favorite team, the Charlotte Independents, played a game yeah. uh, up in Louisville. One one draw was the final result. Which, you know, I, all things considered, I feel like it was uh, it was a really good result. I think I can yeah. totally justify feeling disappointed that we didn't win the game uh, be, just because of the yeah. way it went down. Um, I felt like we played we played well enough to win. Uh, but I also feel mm-hmm. like a one-to-one draw is not um, unfair, if that makes sense. Because they did have that one chance early yeah. in the game that they totally Oof. blew. I mean, they had a wide open. Yeah. He, he had the whole net to aim at, and he just kicked it right at Brandon Miller. And then Kosana mm-hmm. just totally whiffed on the rebound. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel, I, feel like, I feel like it's a fair result to end 1-1, but I also I definitely get feeling disappointed um, at, at you know, losing the points late like we did yeah it's it's tough because if you if you would have told me based on the way we started the first maybe 10 ish minutes or when that first flurry of of actions uh kind of subsided mm-hmm. um if you would have told me we would have got a draw out of this i would have i would have told you were crazy um because the sheer yeah. volume of pretty high quality chances they had um maybe not anything we were doing wrong necessarily it's just we just couldn't I mean, Louisville has been known to um, to press high and attack heavy and yeah. uh, really get on the front foot to start matches, and they did that. And they, uh, we just happened to. I, I don't. I, it's hard to really. I mean, we didn't do anything necessarily wrong, but they definitely had some good chances. So I was really, I was like, well, this is going to be an interesting game. Um, but yeah, like you said, we we kind of dealt with the pressure or they kind of they they had played a pretty typical louisville game too because i was quickly reminded of how many how uh how they tend to get a lot of chances they just tend to whiff on them yeah um pretty pretty often it seems like um but even still like those chances like you said they were pretty high quality chances um so it was it was nice to see us kind of weather the storm and um, I mean, it may have been until I may be wrong in this, but I almost think it was till like the 10th minute or so until we really started combining some passes and honestly feeling uh, comfortable on the pitch. Um, and I was pretty scared too, considering because we were on the, uh, the diamond side defending originally. So yeah. and that's like, I mean, it, the amount of things I've seen happen on that pitch where somebody <laughs> slips during a PK or just a defender slips or a goalkeeper slips or uh, all things considered the pitch was pretty good. Yeah. I think I, I you think. could tell that the weather, I mean, the weather has been nice up there because there were no issues with yeah. flipping or anything. Obviously there were still the bumps, you know, where the infield mm-hmm. turf is kind of laid over the dirt, you know, and there's little bumps yeah. at the seams of that. And then of course, basically anytime you're, you saw a player take a corner kick, it was always a little bit nervy because they have to stand in, in dirt first and then come mm-hmm. up onto the turf to, to play the ball. So there's always a risk of, you know, tweaking an ankle or getting a stud caught there, you know, little things like that. But like you said, all things considered, you know, it was probably the best that pitch has played for us in recent memory um, up yeah. there. I thought, like you said, I thought we really didn't settle in until we scored the goal. And even after we scored the goal, we did, I don't really think we even got a hold, a foot, really a real foothold in the match until closer to like the yeah. half hour mark, which is weird to say considering we scored such a beautiful goal, but it was like a very isolated incident. You know what I mean? Like it was like, yeah, um, it was just a, just a, a couple of minutes where we just put everything together. We put together this beautiful, beautiful passing move 
uh, and and just knifed right through them, and and everybody everybody made the right decision and, and at perfect execution at the at the you know at the right moment to to open up that goal for Oduro to just tap it in. Um, I mean that was yeah. that was one of the that's probably the best goal Such we scored nice all season. Yeah, th- like it was just so yeah, I mean beautiful. Oh yeah, I'm just watching it back again because I I don't think I that was just it. It, I guess it was reminiscent of the Nashville goal, but in a totally different way. Um, yeah, less of an individual just, effort. We were on a baseball pitch, too. But, yeah, right. and it was just, like, such a perfectly timed – I think we just caught them on their back foot or something, too. Yeah, I mean, we caught them high up the so field. quick. For sure. I honestly was, like – I was fairly convinced that Oduro was going to be called offside because – I didn't think he was, and I don't know how he would have been – but I was I was convinced something was like the pass from Herrera to Johnson, and I think this is probably the best. I mean, overall outing, maybe not necessarily, but the one of the better outings we've seen in that combination of plays from Joel. I think this is probably the most comfortable he's looked. I thought Joel played um, his think, best game of the season for sure. You think so? Yeah, oh yeah. I, I think it's he definitely when we needed him to stand up too or step up I should say I think he definitely did um because he like just that that cross and and everything in general was just really good for him I feel like yeah he um that pass from Jorge that kind of set it up what he what was so brilliant about it is that he disguised like he was going to pass it to Oduro so the defender Mm. was like starting to cheat towards Oduro and then he passed it you know around him and he he the it was just it was just perfect and the guy who was trying to mark oduro didn't even have a chance he never he was already a couple yards behind him and we've seen that you know over small you know small spaces like that he's pretty much the fastest player uh we have in those moments i feel like i feel like zion jones might be the fastest player we have overall um but I, I haven't seen Oduro been run down when he's got a head start very many times. Um, and yeah, he's so like his off the ball. Like he's just his his movement is really great too. Yeah. I think is really his moving off the ball. It's I, I think he's he's really been one of the more consistent players this year. I'd say Oduro when he's been healthy. Um, absolutely, I mean, he. Has, he it's, I think he was yeah, struggling yeah. a little bit for fitness at times towards the beginning of the season, but he's he's very consistent. He usually gets. I mean, you, if he's if he's on the field for ninety minutes, I feel like you can count on him to get in a goal a good goal scoring opportunity, at least once or twice, and he's been finishing them at a fairly high clip. I feel like I don't know what his total. I don't I don't have the total goal scored off the top of my head, but I think he's our leading scorer by yeah. a wide margin. Um, and yeah, he's, he's definitely got to be up there. And I, it was just good to see that because I I mean it could have we could have seen it turn into like the two matches we had last year with. Uh, with Louisville pretty easily and pretty quickly too. Um, but luckily it didn't pan out that way as the, the with the way the course of the game was. I mean, they did control the ball pretty well, but I really feel They controlled like we, the ball, but I feel like we were organized defensively in a way that we normally aren't. Yeah. In a way we haven't mm-hmm. been this season. Um, yeah. And, and the stats may show that they got off, you know, the seven more shots than us. And, and that's true. They did, they did t- take more shots, but I think like eight of them were blocked. Yeah, eight of their shots yeah, were blocked, that's... which means that we were in positions to defend well. We were not just, I mean, mm-hmm. it says a couple of things. It could say that they were getting impatient and just shooting poor shots because, I mean, a lot of their shots, and I mean, a good number of their shots were from bad angles that got blocked or from distance. So what yep. that tells me is that they were being a little bit impatient. And they weren't breaking us down completely. You know, we did give up, like we've already talked about the one chance we gave up. That was really their best chance of the whole game. That they, I mean, of course they scored later, and that was. Um, I don't really know that that was so much them creating a whole lot as much as it was, yeah, a, kind of just a lucky bounce and, and an unlucky kind of turn of events for us. I I don't know. You know, I don't want to get too into it yet, but I just overall mm-hmm. I felt like we were very organized defensively, and yeah. and we just did a job. Which is which is not something you're used to seeing, but it was it was very very much needed. Yeah, and I think even like and like you mentioned with the eight blocks that we did have, I think that really shows you 
how well organized we were, like you said, and just how much of a team defense we played in this match. Because I think one of the problems we've had this year, um, whether it was last week against Birmingham or maybe even the, you could maybe say it twice with the two of the goals that uh, Loudon scored, where they just, they took it from distance and there was no one there to block them. Yeah. And I think I was really happy we saw Mark Hill because otherwise, if we didn't have Mark Hill, I don't know who was going to start in the midfield. Um, to be honest with you, I think we were going to be really interesting yeah. um, to see how the, the formation was going to shake out. And I think Mark Hill did pretty good overall. Um, I think he, I think for, he was probably what, what would you say? Probably 45 minutes fit and he played, I think, 60 yeah. minutes. Because uh, he, I mean, he was out of gas completely, you could tell. And he was not the only one. Yeah, he played, played, came off in the 61st minute. Um, and, you know, like you said, I have no idea who we would put in the midfield, but Steven Tico yeah. played defensive midfield. And, uh, you know, for the most part, he was not really noticeable, which I guess is a good thing for a defensive midfielder. If, if you don't notice yeah, him I was pretty being out surprised. of position or. Bond was going to come up. Honestly. I thought that's what I thought was going to happen uh, when I saw Tico's name, you know, pop up on the. Yeah on the substitution board or number, I guess. Um, I thought, I thought Aaron Mon might slide up or that we would go to the three at the back, um, which yeah. I, that was the, that was kind of the interesting move when Tico came on uh, was what we were going to do. So mm-hmm. it was definitely a bold move, I guess. I don't know. I mean, we don't know. Maybe he's played there yeah. before, but I, it was an interesting I, move. And I think it was kind of a desperation move because, we literally had yeah. no other play, players who could play in the, in the middle of the field. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I think it was definitely. A, I mean, and one thing I definitely didn't notice until today, to be honest with you, um, is we had a full eighteen, which was pretty nice. I mean, yeah, it's pretty rare, team, right? <laughs> yeah, that I want to say that's probably the first time that's happened. Well, maybe the first couple games of the year where we had some uh, some Carolina Rapids um, players on the on the roster, technically, but yeah. Yeah, I just mean, filling out the bench. Th- that was good to see, and I, I think it was interesting to see. I mean, this is maybe it happened in the last game, but I couldn't tell you the last time overall like Jeffries used all three of his subs. Like, when's that happen? So that's interesting. Um, now that I noticed that too, but it was it was interesting to see how Louisville changed things up too because when they switched. Um, like Lucky Kasana just didn't do too much of anything. Just, no, he was, like he wasn't there. He never found the, the game. He really never did find um, the game. And it was, I mean, Luke Spencer, the eventual goal scorer, came on. Yeah, he did came on about the same time. Yeah, okay, I wasn't sure exactly when he came on, but yeah, he came on in the 59th minute. And he's he's such a he's such an interesting soccer player because it looks like he should be a fullback or a linebacker or a t- or a tight end. <laughs> and he just happens to play soccer and he's good at it. Like I can't deny that he's good yeah. at his job, but like it's just it's so interesting watching him play because he's a he's a very not stout as in hefty, but he's just he's a very big He's man. a big dude, yeah. It, and I think they yeah, brought him on because they they were essentially they had decided they weren't gonna be able to break us down through the middle of the field. So they had resorted yeah. to a lot of crosses. I mean I think uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. Now the number, now the stats page went away. Thirty-two crosses. Thirty-two crosses. That's a ton of crosses yeah. against I, yeah, against a like defense where, where I don't think we're very susceptible to crosses. Now, eventually, they did score off of one, so we're gonna get to that in a minute. But well, they, yeah. they they brought him in to compete because he's the only person that could really compete with either of our center backs to yeah. win a ball in the air. Uh, and he did win, I think, one, but he put it way over the bar because Hugh Roberts was right on his tail. You know marking them tight which um I, he I, I pretty much bet on hugh to win 98 yeah. percent of headers <laughs> so we'll give him the yeah the line. i mean i i'd be curious to see i don't even know if it'll tell you for the game, game what his aerial duel percentage is but um maybe it will if the usl website wants to work with me and of course it doesn't um but uh yeah and i think not to skip over the goal because we can definitely talk about that, but Hugh is something interesting because, I mean, we had um, overall, I forget exactly how many clearances. Oh, yeah, 33. Um, that's how many we had. And the interesting thing about that is Hugh had 13 of them. 
So he had as many clearances as the entire Louisville City team, which is, I mean, he may not get team of the week. He probably should get team of the week, just with that many clearances. I mean, I don't, I don't know how that's going to rank overall with anybody, but, like, that's a darn ton of clearances as far as I'm concerned. And the fact that we held off Louisville, and, and they had a good record at home this year too. That's, that's one thing as I was – as much as they've been kind of up and down this year, um, and I think you would kind of see that in this game too, that they – they just didn't look confident, which was weird. Did you kind of notice that with them? Because it just it didn't feel like they ever got in a solid groove, which was just weird to see. I don't know that it was a lack of confidence. I just really think Okay. I feel like people were not giving us credit for our defensive organization in the game. I because I, I, I saw a lot of that after the game, like, oh, you know, Louisville just couldn't finish. They they created a bunch of chances. But like I I don't I don't really think that's what happened. I don't think that's a very fair rep- yeah. representation of what happened. And I, and I realize that I'm coming at this with a little bit of bias, but I thought oh. we we forced them to – 32 crosses is not a good game plan against us. It's just not. No. Uh, especially when Luke Spencer's not – I mean, they don't have a target man other than Luke Spencer, and he didn't come on until the 60, 60th minute. So they were putting in yeah. all those crosses to Kosana and to uh, whoever else was kind of – at the front at the they had a couple of wingers that would kind of tuck in Ownby, uh i thought Ownby yeah. looked a little i think he looked a little rusty um yeah, i know he, i know a, they had i think this was his been, first time back yeah i think while. he had been out for a little bit he looked did look he showed a little bit of rust uh but i just thought they yeah. they did well when they got out wide but they couldn't really do anything with it because i felt like we were really organized through the middle and we were just kind of mm-hmm. clogging it because that's where you get all those blocked shots is from all our activity in the middle. I thought our I thought our midfield did a really good job of closing out angles, and the the center backs uh, look really good together for the second week in a row, yeah. which I don't think is really a um, a surprise here. Now that we've seen them a couple of get get some chemistry there, I think is that the third week in a row. I think they've started together. Um, I'm not totally sure if we were playing. Seems about the right. three four three. We might have been in the three four three in that uh, game against Swope Park, actually, because that was still under McGinnis. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just think I, I just think we should be giving us a little bit more credit for our defensive shape and organization and not just, yeah. you know, oh, well, Louisville just panicked when they got into the box. I mean, maybe on that one, on that one Rasmussen chance, uh, he may have panicked yeah, a little bit and, was... and rushed, and rushed <clears throat> his shot. But a... that's just one, you and it was kind of a wacky... To... The ball bounced around a couple of times, and it was a good flick to him to open him up and, yeah. and, and, and that. But that was really the only moment that we just got completely undone. The rest of them were mm-hmm. – we they have maybe won a one-on-one out wide and, and tried to put a ball in, and we had three defenders to their one attacker, you know, covering. So I, I just think we, we, we did a job. We came in there with a, with a specific game plan to force them out wide and to to put in low percentage crosses and low percentage shots, and I thought we accomplished that pretty well. Now the goal. So let's talk about the goal. I think I've watched yeah. it. I think I've watched it like a hundred times now. And okay. what happens is, I think Joel Johnson loses the ball, like he loses sight of the ball for a split second as he's trying to kick it out of bounds. So I think essentially what happens mm-hmm. is Hugh Roberts and Luke Spencer go up to try and win the ball in the air and maybe he loses sight of it for just a second maybe or maybe one of them gets a very slight deflection to it because he goes to knock it out of bounds with his right foot because he, he's essentially trying to put it out for a corner and he just mishits it uh he he, he doesn't exactly whiff because he does get a foot to it but if you if you watch he tries to he makes the motion to kick the ball you know he's facing Brandon Miller. He's facing his own goal. He makes the motion to kick it with his right foot forwards and and, and over the touchline out of bounds for for a corner kick, and he just mishits yeah. it. And it I, and I think it's because he lost sight of it for just a second, and and then and then Luke Spencer's right there to find it, and Hugh Roberts doesn't see it until after, and then at that point it's just first to the ball, and and 
he almost went he almost gets down to block it but spencer gets it mm. through his legs and underneath brandon miller's legs yeah so i almost wonder just looking back at it now i almost wonder if he thinks uh that he was going to win that in the air because i, I, I don't, think it was it was a weirdly placed cross too because it came so quick it was I mean, from I, a throw in and, it, and he too. just lumped it in really i don't think it was yeah it was not it was just a hit it was a hit and hope ball and it worked out yeah. <laughs> you know sometimes those yeah. do work out and he, um but I think I think it was in the air for so long, and I think he knew he was going to play the safer out, and he was going to just play it out of bounds. Uh, and he just it could have taken a slight deflection. He could have just lost sight of it when they when they jumped for the ball, or he could have just mishit it because he was exhausted. Uh, those are all possibilities. Yeah. Uh, it was just um, a mixture of a mistake with maybe a little bit of bad luck. Uh, but that happens. I mean, it's 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 part of the game. Um, you know, you give him the benefit of the doubt because he's normally very safe. He's normally trying to play it out, uh, at least for a corner or a throw-in. He doesn't really take yeah. a lot of chances in the back with balls like that. And he was in the right position. So uh, you, you kind of live with it, you, you know. It was – I'd rather him – I'd rather give up a goal that way than somebody just not marking in the box or, or something, you know, equally as – poor it was just it was just a mishit clearance yeah and it's it's i mean really it's one of the i mean the ottawa game i guess wasn't that long ago but one of the first times in in some time that it was just kind of a lapse on defense too and i i almost is going to sound the optimistic side of me but like it's kind of like you said just not really a fluke goal because i mean the cross was put in there kudos to louisville but like we've seen them in the same game miss those opportunities and of course you don't want to give them those opportunities because that's the other side of that coin but i think it's not jumping too far ahead it's annoying to see that happen but at the same time i mean you can see that game i mean in games we played previously this year where there may only be 13-ish minutes left but we let in a goal that's kind of a fluky goal or a goal that we shouldn't allow in some ways yeah um or doesn't get scored that often in other ways too just the way the ball bounced and there happened to be a player right there that type of thing and you can see the morale kind of getting killed and Unless I'm mistaken, I didn't see that happen. So no, we that, responded that's definitely a positive. We responded well, considering I I was worried that the exhaustion was going to have us break after that. But they they fought yeah. hard, with the exception of maybe one player. Uh, I don't know if we want to talk go down that road just yet. Um, but you know, the majority of the team fought really really hard down the stretch to defend the lead, and and, and we. The game got stretched a little bit. We did try to uh, break on a few counterattacks, but it never really came off. Uh, we never really created much in from open play towards the end. We had a couple of chances yeah. on set pieces that were pretty dangerous. I tell you what, Kenny Mansali can put in a dang free, free kick or corner kick. He can deliver a oh, ball. Yeah. Uh, it, it was he was just on a roll. He had put several in really good positions to for us to score. Uh, it was mm-hmm. I'd like you know I want to want to see him continue to get those chances uh to be over the ball in in dangerous areas so um i don't know what what did you do you want to talk about uh the the player who disappointed us um i'm drawing a major blank who's it's uh zion jones oh i thought this was his chance to i thought this was his chance to really kind of make a stamp uh on the season and I mean, he just fell flat on his face, really, in my opinion. I mean, I hate to give him an out, but I will in some ways because he's playing on a baseball pitch. Like, nah, yeah, but it's a playing on a baseball pitch doesn't stop you from well. giving effort on defense. And like, yeah, I can understand like maybe from a technical standpoint. But I'm not even frustrated with, although towards okay. there there is the one moment at the end that I was very frustrated when at just was almost at the final whistle essentially. But he had a chance mm-hmm. to play Nikki Jackson in on what would have been a one-on-one and he was in behind if he had just played the ball uh or if he he could have he could have done two things he could have played the ball early to Nicky Jackson and given him a chance to bring it down and score or he could have used his very fast 
speed to just blow past the defender uh, and then put in a cross to Nicky Jackson. But he did neither. He tried to do a double step over and split the two defenders and got the ball taken off of him. And then, yeah. so that was a frustrating moment. But my biggest issue was he gave no effort to get back. And maybe that was a directive from Mike Jeffries, but I highly, highly yeah. doubt it just given the circumstances and given what Odero was doing the whole game and given what Alex Martinez was doing the whole game. I mean, there were times where both of those players were defending all the way back near the 18 and Zion was just kind of walking around for the most part. And he was coming on his fresh legs over the last 20 minutes. Like he, he could have just been a pest. He could have just run around and been an absolute pest and, and then maybe gotten on the end of a, of a, through ball if he'd have created a turnover but he just didn't do that and i thought that's what he was going to do i thought it was a perfect opportunity for him to be set up to uh to do something like that and to be to play that substitute role uh similar to what jaime siage would do uh back when back in 2017 but he just never i don't know it was just i was just disappointed in the lack of kind of the lack of defensive effort in that in that in his in his game over the last 20 minutes mm. Because yeah, he left, I'll be honest it, with you, I didn't personally notice that, but it yeah. may have been just something I wasn't looking. I think it, part too. of it too was like he he started out on the right side, and, and then he switched to the left side, and it was more apparent on the left side because Mansali was on a yellow card at that point. So mm. you had Mansali on a yellow card, really giving it his all, and he was just getting hang, hung out to dry by his because yeah. because Zion wasn't tracking back and helping him out, and I was worried that he was going to have to commit a rash challenge because. He was left on an island, and luckily it didn't come to that. But uh, it was just frustrating because I feel like if uh, I feel like that was his chance to really show us what he could do, because Louisville was tired and they were committing men forward to try to get uh, an equalizer when he came on, but then also a winner shortly after he came on. And I just I just didn't see enough from him to to really give me any hope that he's going to play any role down down the stretch when people get healthy yeah it's going to be interesting i mean I, I don't know how much we need to dive into this at this point but it it will be interesting considering we had 18 in the starting lineup now and we were missing what three players and one of them that i think by kivituko wasn't even on the bench yeah he may so have four, been traveling four total. Well, or maybe more than I, don't, I guess it depends on what you count if you count Gutman in that number or not because I don't yeah, think Gutman's that, coming back but thing. I don't know I mean I've seen that Manny Perez with NCFC is apparently going to come back but oh I mean, really I haven't heard official that but I, I think I listened to their podcast and they mentioned that they're really like oh yeah he's coming back which I thought was interesting that is that interesting they would know that already but um I mean there's a chance I I, I don't know I, I don't you almost wonder if Gutman may be higher up on the the pecking order, maybe that's it. I, I mean, there's. I think Gutman is a couple years older than Manny Perez. Um, yeah, okay. And there is a there is the difference that Manny Perez played in the NCFC Academy for like a year mm. or two, or maybe just a yeah, year. Yeah, true. Uh, so like he has that connection, whereas Gutman was has really no connection to us other than we were his yeah. backup loan place. Mm. You know. Yeah. Uh, right. But no, I I think part of it depends on. I mean, we've talked about this before. Part of it depends on what happens with Celtics, uh, mm. kind of star left back, who's there now. He's in heavy yeah, talks right. with Arsenal and a few other teams on getting sold. So, if he gets sold, then that bumps Gutman one step closer to to first team minutes with Celtic. Uh, so, I would think, I mean, just from a his perspective, I would think it would be more valuable for him to be be around training with Celtic all through the preseason than to do some of the preseason there and then come back. But maybe, maybe they have different thoughts. It's really, I really have no idea. If he comes back, I'd love to have him, but I think long-term, I think we're okay. I mean, we did get a question about our left back depth. So this is a good as time at any to talk about it. Um, Mm. I would think that the left back depth from here on out in, 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 until Gutman returns, if he does return, I think we'll see Mansali be the main starter. And then I think we'll see uh, potentially Mikel Maria there. I think we could yep. potentially see Jake Airman there, if you know those guys are not available. Um, but I would think I would think those I would think Maria and Mansali would would be the two main guys we'll see at left back from here on out. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it'll probably be the majority Mensale. Um, I, I think so too, and I think he's really which, suited to that role, similar to Gutman. Yeah. I think he's, I, I think he's a good left back option. Uh, he's mm-hmm. really um, lately come on. You know, he's 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 really coming yeah. to form lately, playing really well. He's made it hard for him to not be on the pitch. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, with, especially with his set piece. Uh, he's set piece delivery and he's a better defender than i thought he was going to be you know when they yeah i think you almost wonder if it's more if this is going to be a reoccurring thing where we're going to go down the right side with um because correct me if i'm wrong but i think alex didn't play on the right side the last game i don't honestly can't actually alex was kind of all over the field in this game uh, which yeah, true, it's easier but... for it, 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 the the advantage of having the smaller field, the the, the narrower field, is that it allows mm-hmm. a player like Alex to kind of drift in more spaces because there's less yeah. there's just less space that he has to cover. So if he does drift, yeah. you know, to the left side or if he drifts to the right side, it's not like he has to run a ton away to get back to the middle. Uh, but we did line up in the four three four three two one, but. Um, I felt like, like you were saying, I felt like Alex spent more time out wide this game than he did mm-hmm. in against Birmingham, and I think that may have just been because we spent less time with the ball and because we spent uh, less time on that like, wide areas, wide areas of the pitch because there's not that many wide areas of the pitch for Louis, at Louisville Stadium. Uh, yeah, true. I, actually, yeah, I the graphic here says we were in a four-two-three-one, but. Yeah, I saw that, which was interesting. It definitely wonder, looks more like a four. Yeah, I mean, four, no one was really ever out wide, too, is yeah. the thing. But, I mean, with that pitch, too, it's hard to really tell what's going on, too, especially with the slanted camera angle and whatnot. Oh, man, but, that was making me sick. Yeah. It was like a, it was like watching them play on, a, on the Titanic. Yeah, it was strange. It was like the, the cameraman was... I don't know. Also, was the camera favorite. was was the camera on a different side previously? Has it yeah, always been on that side? Because I feel like it used I to be on the other side. It definitely used to be on the other side. I think even it, they may have had it switched last year, but I know for a fact, at least for the first two years, the majority of it, it had previously been on the other side. I know that for a fact because okay. I remember seeing the coaches on the opposite side and it was really strange how much space was behind them. Yeah. It just looked um, so strange to me the whole game. It was yeah. like, it was slanted, you know, like, like I was saying, it slanted like, like they were on the Titanic and then it was just a weird, the depth, the depth perception was off. Um, obviously, you know, being in a baseball stadium, they're probably limited, but it was just a weird way to watch a yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was definitely interesting. I, either it got better as the game went on or I just got used to it, but it was, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, all things considered, though, I think I don't know if we. I guess we can kind of transition into this question with the what was it, two points dropped or uh, one point gained? Was that the question from Charles? Yeah. So Charles asked, did the result feel like a point earned or points dropped? And in oh, yeah. his opinion, giving up the late goal sucked, but he's happy that the performance with the performance overall and with a point on the road in Louisville. I feel pretty similar yeah. to him. Um, I really hate the way that the goal happened because I thought, like I said, Joel played a really, really strong game and it just sucks that the one miss hit he had resulted in their goal. And, and that really sucks. Mm. Uh, yeah. Especially because he's such a solid player normally in those situations. And it wasn't really that dangerous of a ball. It was just kind of an unfortunate, he just miss hit it. And then it took, it, it took the bounce right into Spencer's path, you know? So, yeah, it was unfortunate, but I'm happy with the performance overall. Like I said, I thought we were really disciplined and organized defensively, and I thought we were. We, and I was just, I was so pleased with the effort. I mean, you saw players d- diving in front of shots. Uh, Taku had one where he slid in front of a shot in like the 95th minute, uh, just giving mm. it, giving it their all to to keep that point. Um, yeah. Alex Martinez, I thought, put in a really gritty performance. Uh, he had one that I mean, he that turn he made to set up Jorge before Jorge set up. You know, the, the, his part in the in the goal was just brilliant. His t- little turn. Um, it was. I thought Enzo looked as healthy as he's looked all season. Uh, he was 
he had he finally had that burst of speed where he could he was getting away from defenders more often than not, which we haven't seen a whole lot of. And he was dribbling through yeah. their their defense, and he put in a couple shots from distance. Didn't really test the goalkeeper much, but it was just good to see him be able to separate when he found space and created space to get past defenders because with that in- that injury he's been kind of carrying all season, he hasn't been able to really explode uh, away from defenders like he was able to. So that was encouraging. I thought we missed Jake Ehrman uh, a good bit. I yeah. think if if Jake oh. had been available and and I don't were you at Jack's house? Did you get to talk to I him was, at all? Is he yeah, is he I think injured? He said he... He injured his quad in okay. practice, but I mean, I didn't see him limping or anything, so I think he'll. Yeah, he didn't seem to be too worried about it. That's um, good. I thought we missed him. So, I thought he could have been, even if he was off the bench. I thought he could have been a. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he'd have played that Zion role, I feel like he would have, um, maybe been a bit more effective. Or if he'd have come in for Mark Hill, towards the end, I thought he he, I, he he's a player I think we'll see a lot of, at, through the rest of the season. Yeah. You know, presuming he he comes back healthy. Um, so yeah, I I I'm total agreement with Charles. I thought I was really pleased with the performance, uh, but it just it does suck to drop the points. But I think it is a point earned more than more so than points dropped. Yeah, I mean I think it's interesting because I honestly didn't necessarily expect us to get. I think I think a, a point going into it would have been a, a fantastic result, but going up early with holding them as well as we did. I think it makes it a little bit more frustrating. Oh, it's yeah, it um, sucks. It's not. It's I'm, I don't want to say yeah. that. Like the it's, toughest. I'm part happy too, about it. USL has a great job. It did, did a great job this week to uh, bring us down to earth um, as Independence fans because they. I saw the power rankings and I was like, I wonder if we went up because I figured like they probably wouldn't move us up much at all because like we drew. Like, oh, I don't ever read really those things because they don't. They don't make any it's, sense. Oh, it's it's silly, really. But we went up three po- places, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then they uh, they dropped a little tidbit in there that we uh, we've dropped the league high. Uh, well, we've dropped points in a winning position. Uh, Nineteen points is what we've lost. Is what they is what they were getting at. Which some of that I'll say I, I'll, I'll push back on that a little bit because. If you're in that 19 points, you're including the time we got shellacked by Ottawa. Yeah, uh, I was just going to say, like... New York Red Bulls. <laughs> um, and the time we lost to Loudon. So, like, in the grand scheme of things, we were in a winning position. But that was really early on, like... Right. I was just going to really say, like, that's a yeah. different... That's a very different... I mean, if, if you can't compare this result to the Ottawa result, like... Yes, no, scoring yeah, first, like that, scoring yeah. first, and scoring early is good, but if you have mm-hmm. no plan to defend the lead, which we didn't yeah. prior to uh, Coach Jeffries taking over, can you really say? I mean, I get, I get, I get the gist of it, yeah. but it's a very different type of dropped points, so to speak. I mean, I, I just don't feel yeah, like we. It's... I don't feel like we dropped points. I don't feel like we bottled it or anything like that. I just feel like no. I mean, it was yeah, it was it's... an unfortunate bounce after an unfortunate mishit. It it happens. It's not like I don't think it's yeah. it, it shows that we're like mentally fragile or that we have some structural problems or anything. It's just mm-hmm. like you said, it was kind of a fluky thing. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know that it's really a pattern that kind of is disappointing about this result is that this is the fourth time on the road. We've uh, drawn one, one. And I think I'll in every one of those. Yep. Every one of those, that's not great. Um, every one of those, we had a lead uh, early on and for a, a fairly decent amount of time. Um, so, well, some more than others actually, but, but still like th- those I can take into consideration with drop points because at this point of this season, I think it's a, it's it's more frustrating looking at the big picture of it than zoning in on this one result because I think I mean Louisville's not a bad squad. Um, no, they were like they the were table. what like fourth coming into the the weekend and then yeah you said they're so, sixth I mean, now. Yeah, and on paper too, like I mean, if you look at it, we are sitting at 14th place technically. I think we were 13th. I thought via sometimes Fat Mob and. Uh, the USL standings are not the same, if I'm not mistaken. But we're hovering. We've definitely moved up. I mean, we were 17th 
two weeks ago, I think, quite frankly. Um, we're technically 14 still. But um, we're tied with Birmingham, Atlanta uh, at 13 points. Um, goal differential obviously has us a little bit below that. But, I mean, if you look at it, too, we probably should have beat Pittsburgh, but we drew with them, and they're, they're at 10th right now. The Steel we beat. Atlanta United 2, we took down to the wire very early on in the season, and we demolished Birmingham. Yep. So, I mean, it's I, – I still feel – I don't think I said this on the podcast before, but I still feel like there's as, – as much as this isn't a great result, we're not – there's a light there. It's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes, and we're going to have to get these points when we're dropping them or more than we're dropping them at this point. Um, but like, really it's, it's not that I, I think we're better than Birmingham. I think we're probably better than Atlanta. And I, I feel like we're a good bit better than Bethlehem too. Uh, I mean, it, it's going to be a congested middle of the, the table there, but I think we're better than a lot of the teams that are directly above us, I would say, or in contention to, and we can, we can beat them on any given day, honestly, I yeah. think at least. And I think you, we still have to take into account everybody that we were missing in this game because we had we had i mean we had no options we had to play mark hill who just came back from a very long injury we had to play him for 60 minutes he probably shouldn't have played for 60 minutes i mean let's be honest he he probably shouldn't have done that but he had to because we had no other options we had to bring in a center back who's not particularly good in to play defensive (laughs) midfield to yeah for the last 30 minutes of the game we had to play you know, without the left back who's played in, I think, every single game for us all season, except for the Open Cup match, uh, because he went back to his parent club. You know, we had, we didn't have Jake Ehrman off the bench. We didn't have Kevon George off the bench. We didn't have Mikel Maria off the bench. And these are important yeah. players who I, I think will be important players. I don't know about Maria. I still, that he's kind of the wild card. I feel like we have a question about where those players will end up. So let's just go ahead and answer that here. I think, I think Kevon George will slot right into the starting 11 more often than not when he comes back from the Gold Cup. Mm. I think he's going to be an important player for us. Uh, Mikel Maria, I just don't know because I don't know if it was yeah. if he was a more of a McGinnis guy or if he was a Jeffries signing or, or what. I feel like he could play a role. I feel like he's not going to be a starter either way. Um, if I had yeah, to guess, no, I feel I like know. he'll be coming off the bench either in central midfield or – uh left back that that's just my opinion based on mm. what i've seen from the players out there out there now because alex martinez is playing really well taku yeah has really raised his game since coach jeffries has taken over he's uh one of the players who i think stands out the most to who who looks just like a different player uh i think yeah. hugh roberts and aaron mond have both benefited from the coaching change aaron mond especially i think the two of them playing together yeah. I mean, that's a really solid defensive pairing, it seems like. I mean, it's a small sample size still. So, we'll, you know, some of this may change. But through the first yeah. 180 minutes, they look like a very strong center back pair. Um, and, and Joel Johnson looks like Joel Johnson again, which is nice. Um, mm. So, I, you yeah, know, I, I just don't know Joel's where I just don't know where those Joel, guys go like on the, the field. The turnaround for Joel has been, I think, not that he was playing poor, but it just it didn't seem like he we were playing through him as much. Yeah, too. he didn't look like and, the Joel that we have seen the last two or three seasons. Yeah, which I mean, you you, you can't necessarily blame McGinnis in some respect because Gutman's the hot new item. He's only going to be here for a short amount of time. Whatever you want to say. Yeah, it, but yeah. I mean, Joel's a proven right back in this league, and he's as you can see on that goal, he can put it on a dime, and he's. I, I think he's one of the players that's really taken a, a full, maybe not as much as Taku necessarily, but a, has put in some really good shifts. And it just looks more confident and involved, I think, too. Because you, you wonder a player's psyche when he's going from, maybe not a, a the, the the right back we rely on necessarily, or we use in, independent of another one, but or outside back, I should say, to clarify. But when we're not using him so much and we're relying on him to be more or less a straight defender in some ways, 
that's not really his role. I mean, he isn't a bad defender by any means, but I mean, he wants to be on the attack. I mean, he could yeah. very easily just be a straight red right mid rather than a, a right back in, in, in some respect. Um, I really, I mean, I think Kevon George will, will slot in easily. Um, I don't know where Mikel Maria is going to fit in, to be honest with you. Um, have you watched any of his gold cup matches by chance? I watched a little bit of the first one and it was just a, it was so boring. Neither team was yeah, playing well. Yeah. And the, I don't know. He just didn't, he didn't get on the ball much. Uh, they were, yeah, it's... they were not, they didn't have much of the ball to begin with, but when they did, they didn't really play through him. Uh, so mm. it was kind of tough to, to tell, but it, again, I watched like the first half of his, of one game. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's, I, I, well, let me put it this way. It was very boring. That's one thing that I, I pushed through and, <laughs> and whatnot but it just you wonder if it's his position on the field yeah um, i just i just I mean, don't I see him as a as a central midfielder bad yeah i i really don't think that's i mean he he wasn't terrible in the position but i think he just he didn't look comfortable let me put it that way he definitely didn't look comfortable in that position and i mean it is a gold cup it's uh i don't think the first time curacao has been in a gold cup it may be actually um but uh, but yeah, like you wonder how familiar he is with his with his teammates. Um, so I really wonder where he's going to fit on the pitch and when where he'll find time. To be honest with you, too, because yeah. I think I think he has some positive skill sets. I think when he's getting forward, he provides some type of uh, like a layoff, or I think he may he may fit into a Callum Ross type role. And that's going way back, but. Um, in the Jeffries position, I think they're like a somewhat of a Lewis Hilton type role, but I mean, I, I'd be, I'd be surprised if he supersedes Airman in that position, to be honest with you. Um, and that's if Airman doesn't lose his job to Taku when George comes back and, but yeah, we can play a whole different formation too. When we got all these players too, that's, that's a whole nother thing too, is that they could, a lot of things could change once we have everyone back and assuming healthy. Um, so yeah, it's, there's a lot that could happen and we may not even have Mikel Rhea back because they're almost, I think last time I checked, I think they were potentially in the running to win their group. Don't quote me on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I feel like there was an off chance that that may happen. So we may not have Mikel Maria for a little bit. So, well, let me look. Yeah. Oh, wait, where'd it go? Like, <sighs> it's not on here. Why is it not on here? Oh. The gold cup. Okay, it's just hmm. not showing up in my favorites, even though I favorited it. Uh, oh. Weird. Okay, so Curacao. I don't. S- okay, they're looking at an outside chance. They're, they have to three points. They'll probably have to win their their last game okay. in order to, to qualify. They're playing out of the group. Jamaica too, so that's. Uh. Well, I guess they could. Yeah, if they draw Jamaica and El Salvador loses, they could get through, but. Okay. They basically need to win. A little bit of And help. Jamaica's probably the favorite in that group. Uh, I, yeah. I, I would imagine they'll have a tough time getting out of their group. And, of course, poor Kevon George and Trinidad. They, uh, yeah, right. I don't think – I think he'll be back shortly um, yeah. after the drubbing they took the other night. Unfortunately. Have, I, I think they're, they're un, unable to qualify. So they, he will definitely be back soon. Uh, so they may not yeah. even – they may play some of the uh, – some of the younger players i don't know much about their squad but it was kind of weird it was kind of weird seeing all the former independence players out there with kivon and yeah. Cato and uh i know there's a couple former charlotte independence players for jamaica as well in uh javon watson and brian brown so a lot of charlotte independence flavor yeah, i forgot javon watson was at, on uh, yeah. and it is um is what's his name playing for haiti uh the center back who we signed oh and it fell through was. last year and he played um, yeah jerome and then he got injured in like the first five minutes um so i don't think he's played since then he i okay. remember i went to watch that game and i started it late and i was like where is uh meshach jerome his that's name his name meshach jerome like, where's meshach jerome and he was on he was subbed out in like maybe the seventh minute oh wow. so it okay was, yeah i wonder if he's come back i don't think he has to yeah. be honest with you i'm not sure but yeah it's uh there's a lot of USL talent in that uh, Gold Cup. Well, I mean, the Trinidad team cool. was like almost all USL players. 
And so, yeah, like, you wonder, it's, it's like, no wonder they're getting, you know, the crap kicked out of them by the U.S. <laughs> the US. It's just, there's just too much, there's a big talent gap there. Um, but yeah. this now we're getting into Gold Cup, and that's not our, uh, it's not our focus. So, <laughs> uh, I think I think we can wrap it here. I think we, we had a good discussion. Uh, overall, like you said, I think there's a lot of really positive things to take away from that performance. If that can be a baseline for when we go up against a tougher opponent and have to just, yeah. you know, grit out a draw or, or a win, a, a tough win, then I'm definitely encouraged if that can be the baseline. I mean, yeah, there were definitely and, and things we could have done better and, and, and yeah. I, we definitely could have controlled the ball a little bit better, but given our, um, given our situation with the players, we had available i thought we played about as as good as we could have um all things considered so i'm I'm really pleased with the result and i think we are building a little bit of momentum and i think we've got a good matchup on saturday against uh memphis so we'll try to track down somebody to talk to uh about memphis 901 maybe we can talk to d'angelo williams i think he's there's rumors that he'll be at the game uh he he said he he was going to be at the game but that was like during preseason, I think they said he was going to yeah. come to the game. So I don't know if he'll actually show up. He but if he does, that'd be cool. Not a one fan. I remember that they claimed him. Well, he's from Memphis. They... He's definitely. Yeah. I, I'm sure he'll definitely be rooting for Memphis if he's there. Um, so maybe they'll have some away support. I don't really know. To be honest, I don't know anything don't know. about them other than the fact that they're co-owned by or Tim Howard is like a part owner, and yeah. uh, that they you know, that they're an expansion team. That's pretty much all I know about them. So. I know the area code is 901 in Memphis now. <laughs> I didn't know that before. So True. There's that. True. But, uh, yeah, I don't know for a fact that I'll be able to get somebody from – they had a podcast. I don't know if they do it anymore, to be honest with you. Well, um, we'll do our best. We'll try to track somebody down. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get somebody available. So. Right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed the episode and hope you have a great week. It's going to be hot, so make sure you uh, – do things like drink water, stay in the air conditioning, get in the shade, you know, take care of yourself out there. So yeah. Self care. Exactly. Try not to break any glasses unless you just moved in. (laughs) So for Ben, this is Alex and come on you Jacks.